Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should the New York Knicks sign Chris Paul in NBA free agency? We're going to break it down in today's show because Adrian Wojnarowski on Friday listed the New York Knicks as a potential destination for the future Hall of Fame point guard. Then on the tail end of the show, we're going to talk about Emmanuel quickly because Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports is reporting that the Phoenix Suns are interested in an Emmanuel quickly trade. And I have an idea of who that trade could really be sent around. We're going to break all that down in today's show. But first, make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel because we are five subscribers away from getting to 25,000 subs here on the channel. I want to get there by today. Five people. I need you to hit that big red button. And you're going to get Nick's videos every day on the latest news and rumors. All righty, this is what Woj had to say about CP3 and the New York Knicks. He said, if Chris Paul is out there as a free agent this summer, look at the two teams in L.A., the Clippers and Lakers, the Knicks in New York, or the Golden State Warriors. So Adrian Wojnarowski has listed the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Clippers, the New York Knicks, and the Golden State Warriors as potential CP3 destinations. The Lakers, in my opinion, are the number one choice probably for Chris Paul. I just think it makes the most sense. The Clippers make a lot of sense to me as well. Go back, be a Clipper, retire, and help, or at least try to help Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. The Knicks, I don't really know about that one. And the Warriors, I guess, could make some sense, but I would bucket the Warriors and Knicks as teams that I don't really understand why Woj is reporting that. But when you talk about Chris Paul, we know he is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he is someone that is going to go down as one of the best point guards and floor generals of all time. And he was still a solid player in the 2022 campaign, but it was the injuries that really started to hit home for CP3. Played just 59 games this year. He also missed pretty much the entire postseason for Phoenix still gave you 14 points per night to go with nine assists, and that's good. That's honestly great. 14 points, nine assists, 44% from the deck, 37.5% from beyond the three-point arc, and he's still giving you four-plus rebounds. Chris Paul is still a great player. He's just not the guy that we all know and love and a guy that we remember as the master four general and the point god of the NBA. So before we break this down any further, I want to get you guys involved in the comment section. Should the Knicks sign CP3? Should they finally bring Chris Paul to New York? Because there's been a lot of smoke surrounding this situation for some years now at this point. So should they do it? Type S for sign, type P for pass. I want to hear from you down below. When you talk about the list of teams 
that Adrian Wojnarowski brought up. The Clippers, that makes a lot of sense. I think the Lakers are the number one destination for CP3. Then he brought up the Golden State Warriors, a team that's in title contention mode. Maybe they feel they need a backup point guard that they don't have. All those teams we talked about, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the uh, Golden State Warriors, they don't really have a good backup point guard. I'd say the Knicks do. And the fact that Emmanuel quickly finished second and sixth man of the year kind of validates my point. The Knicks don't fit the list of teams or the other teams that Adrian Wojnarowski listed. And for that reason, I don't think it's really going to happen. And Ian Begley, he spoke about Chris Paul as well recently, and he said New York had interest in trading for Paul in the 2020 offseason. The Oklahoma City Thunder ultimately sent Paul to the Suns. Paul wanted to be in Phoenix to remain close enough to home. He thought about coming to New York, but reportedly wasn't interested in playing in an empty Madison Square Garden amid the COVID restrictions. Obviously, the garden isn't empty anymore. And the same people running the team in 2020 are now in charge. But Paul and the Knicks aren't an obvious fit at this point. Paul has been connected to the Knicks often in the past, but there are several factors in the way of New York and Paul agreeing to terms this summer. And I am 100% in step right there with Ian Begley. I understand Woj has a job to do, and he's only going to report stuff if he's heard about it. So sure, he has probably heard the New York Knicks are interested in Chris Paul. But what Ian Begley said right there really hits home for me, and I'm going to be honest with you. The only reason I would want Chris Paul to be a Nick is if he wants to be a cheap backup point guard and a guy that really wants to defer his role to Emmanuel quickly. And we'll talk about him in a second. I like Chris Paul, one of my favorite players of all time. I like the way he competes. I like the way he plays the game on both sides. He values making his teammates better. But he's not the same guy that we remember back in 2020 when we wanted the New York Knicks to trade for him. Because in that season, he averaged 17.5 points per game and 9 assists. In the next year, he averaged 16.5 points per game and almost 9 assists. But you see, every year, the games, per pl games played goes down just 59 this year, 65 the year before, and the points per game is going down as well. But not just that, the field goal percentage is going down. What does that tell you? He doesn't get to his spots the same way. He can't rise up and elevate and knock down that mid-range jumper, his patented move. Father time is calling CP3, and he is not going to stop calling. It doesn't matter how many times Chris Paul changes up his diet or whatever he does, Father Time is undefeated, and it is tugging on the jersey of Chris Paul. And where do I see that happening most in his games? In his game, it's availability. In postseason availability. When you talk about Chris Paul, you have to bring up the injuries. And the fact that the injuries always come in the postseason tell me that he starts to wither and wear down as the games start to pile up. When you talk about his playoff injury history, it's not good. He's missed 12 playoff games since 2015. That's a lot. And this past year, he missed four games due to a left groin abductor strain. In 2015, it was a left hamstring strain. In 2016, <coughs> it was a broken right hand. Then it was a hamstring again. Then a shoulder. Now a groin. They start to stack up. It's sad to see because he's going to go down as one of the best players of our generation, but he's just not that same available player anymore. And to be quite frank with you, I don't even want Chris Paul on the Knicks. I want Emmanuel quickly as the backup point guard for this basketball team. What he's been able to do in this league is get better and better and better every single year. And he just put in 
his best season in the association. He played in 81 games this year. That is special. Missed just one game due to injury. And he gave you 15 points per night off the bench to go with 3.4 3 assists, 4 plus rebounds, and he finally has become an efficient player. 45% from the deck and 37% from downtown. But like a lot of young players in this league, when they first get those meaningful minutes in a playoff game, really the stats start to suffer. suffer. And that's what happened for our good old guy, Emmanuel, quickly. He fell off a cliff in the postseason. And that's okay. He's still not in his prime, not even remotely close to in his prime. He's still going to get better. He needed those reps. He needed that experience. And now he knows going into the offseason what he has to do and how he has to train to be a primetime player in the playoffs. But what he was in the regular season was not just a bench piece for the New York Knicks. He started 21 games this season due to various injuries between Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes and, and R.J. Barrett. And when he stepped into that starting role, he produced in 21 games this year as a starter, Emmanuel quickly averaged 22.6 points per game, five plus assists, five plus rebounds, 47% from the field, and north of 40% from downtown. If a point guard would have put up those type of numbers in a regular season, they would be talked about as an all-star. And that's the type of production that he gave you when he had to slide into that starting five. I love Emmanuel quickly. I am in the boat of wanting to pay Emmanuel quickly and Jalen Brunson. We are Knicks fans, and we have been in point guard hell for 20 years. I don't mind having two really good ones on my roster. But maybe you don't think Emmanuel quickly is a backup point guard, more just a bucket getter and a two guard. Maybe you want a real point guard to come off the bench. Let me know. Who do you want backing up Jalen Brunson? Is it Emmanuel quickly? Is it Chris Paul? Type IQ, type CP3. I'm going to talk in a second coming up about a potential trade that I'm starting to smell out a little bit because it sounds like the Phoenix Suns are interested in quickly. We'll talk about that. But first, the offseason is here. This is when the real ones stand up. Go to chatsports.com slash real Knicks. The link is right here, chatsports.com slash real Knicks. It's also clickable down in the comments and description. And get yourself a real one Knicks Now t-shirt today. Don't wait. Get it right now. Let's ride. All right. Emmanuel quickly. <coughs> Excuse me. Reports are coming out. The Suns are interested and are targeting Emmanuel quickly via a trade. Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports put out an article talking about a lot of point guards. There was like five or six of them that the Phoenix Suns are interested in. At the top of that list, it was Emmanuel quickly. And why would the Suns be interested in quickly? And why would the Knicks be interested in trading quickly to the Suns? Let's talk about it. Fisher said Phoenix does hold Knicks sixth man of the year finalist Emmanuel quickly in high regard, dating back to quickly's entry in the 2020 NBA draft. What do the Suns have to trade? Who do the Suns have to trade? Every possible intriguing pick or really asset that they had. They moved it in the Kevin Durant trade. They don't have Mikel Bridges anymore. They don't have Cam Johnson anymore. They don't really have any picks as they traded all four unprotected for the Knicks. So what do the Knicks have to trade? So I really thought about this when I was, you know, scripting out the show today. There's only one player that I think, not saying me, only one player I think the New York Knicks would be interested on the Phoenix Suns at a reasonable price. Obviously, we would love Devin Booker, but that's not going to happen. The guy that I think the Knicks may be interested in, unfortunately, is DeAndre Ayton. And how does a DeAndre Ayton trade for the Knicks go? 
you're probably going to have to send Emmanuel quickly. And I wouldn't do it. I would not move Emmanuel quickly in a trade for DeAndre Ayton. I believe Emmanuel quickly is a special player. And I'm really not that fan, that big of a fan of DeAndre Ayton. And honestly, as I put on my reporter cap and I start to sniff around and talk to some people, this smells like a potential Mitchell Robinson and Emmanuel quickly swap for DeAndre Ayton. And I don't want this to happen at all. I do not want DeAndre Ayton on my basketball team. I do not want to sacrifice Emmanuel quickly as the sugar on top of Mitchell Robinson to go and acquire DeAndre Ayton. I don't even really value DeAndre Ayton more than Mitchell Robinson. But it's my job to talk about the latest news and rumors. And this is what I think a trade could potentially look like. The Suns would receive Mitchell Robinson. Emmanuel quickly and Evan Fournier to match the salary. But the Suns would be doing the Knicks a favor by taking Evan Fournier off their hands because Fournier is still on the books for two years. He is not yet an expiring contract. So I want to ask you guys this question. Would you make this trade? Would you trade Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel quickly, and Evan Fournier for DeAndre Ayton? I'll give you my thoughts coming up in a second, but I want to hear from you down in the comments section. Type A for accept, type D for decline. Do you want Ayton? And MSG. No chance. No chance am I accepting this trade. DeAndre Ayton is a good basketball player, but he is a fraud. Everything you hear coming out of Phoenix is he's an unlikable teammate. He doesn't work hard. And in the playoffs, you saw him just become a, a player that was not effective, to be quite frank. A player that didn't try hard. When you watch the Phoenix Suns, their DeAndre Ayton is kind of like our Julius Randle. He's very frustrating. He upsets fans because the talent is there, but the results and the production do not match up for that. So I don't want Ayton on this team. But to go a little bit further, I am not moving Emmanuel quickly unless I am getting a superstar back in return. If you want to bring me back a star or a superstar, sure, I will listen when it comes to Emmanuel quickly trade talks. But if I'm just making a lateral move where I go, well, sure, we can say DeAndre Ayton is a little bit better than Mitchell Robinson. But if Robinson here and Aiton is here, why am I bridging the gap right there with Emmanuel quickly? It makes no sense. I know he struggled in the postseason. He has to be better. He has to get stronger. The, tan the handle has to get tighter. He has to have more go-to moves. He has to be able to absorb contact when he's going to the hoop. I know quickly is not a finished product, and I know he has to get better. And I think he will get better because he loves the work and he loves the fact that he has to grind to get where he is. That's what happens when you're picked in the late 20s in the NBA draft. I'm trusting Emmanuel quickly. I'm not trusting DeAndre Ayton. I appreciate everybody, as always, for tuning in to New York Knicks Now by Chat Sports. We appreciate you guys, and we would really, really be thankful if you went down and hit that big red subscribe button. We are less than five subscribers away from getting to 25K. Who's going to be the guy?